Trust is the one thing that changes everything. And it, you know, it is the foundation of any relationship. It's the foundation of great teams. It is trust that turns a group of individuals into a team. High trust teams, high trust cultures are created from the inside out. And the, the waves, they start at the inside and they ripple out. And the very first way where all trust begins is self-trust. I trust myself. Trust is learnable. That's exciting. Hi, this is Shana Sino. Welcome back to the Fearless Possibilities Podcast. If this is your first time, I'm delighted you're here. Please subscribe now so you don't miss any episodes. If you're tuning in via Spotify, just click the follow button. Okay, I'll give you a few seconds to do that. Okay, then, thank you. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. I appreciate you. Before I introduce our guest for this episode, I'd like to make a shout out to everyone who's listening right now. We are now being listened to in 19 countries. The Philippines, US, Singapore, Australia, Canada, Malaysia, Hong Kong, United Kingdom, Japan, Denmark, UAE, Taiwan, Germany, St. Kitts and Nevis, Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, India, Luxembourg, and Northern Mariana Islands. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so grateful that I'll be interviewing the Global Authority on Trust, Leadership, and Culture. He is a former CEO and is, he is the New York Times and number one Wall Street Journal best-selling author of The Speed of Trust and co-author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Smart Trust. It's all welcome, Mr. Stephen M. Arcovi. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Shaw. It's great to be with you. I'm excited for this interview. Same here. So, Stephen, I know you just had your event a while ago. I just want to ask you, what are you most grateful for right now? Well, I am grateful for my health and strength, for my family and my family's health and strength in the midst of this uh, pandemic and all that's gone on. And I'm grateful for a wonderful world in spite of all its challenges. I remain optimistic about our our society, recognizing we have challenges, but I, I, I think that there's good people everywhere, and I'm grateful for that. So uh, it comes back to that, you know, for I, I always start with my with my family, my health, and but I'm also grateful for the work that I do with wonderful people all over the world seeing uh, the, the, the good people of the world that are trying to, to, to make this uh, uh, world a better place. Cool. And I'm really, really grateful that we're having this interview. I'm a big fan of the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, written Wonderful. by your dad. And now I'm, I'm talking to you. So, wow. And you've, you've made a name when it comes to talking about trust. So why is trust important? Because... If you think about it, trust is the one thing that changes everything. And, it, you know, it is the foundation of any relationship. It's the foundation of great teams. It is trust that turns a group of individuals into a team. It's the foundation of great leadership. 
it's hard to lead without um, having the trust of your people. In fact, Warren Bennis put it this way. He said, leadership without mutual trust is a contradiction in terms. So we're not leading if we haven't created trust. And so trust is foundational to creativity, which is, you know, all about it's foundational to innovation. It's foundational to collaboration. Trust is foundational to inclusion. It's foundational to leading change, to speed, to agility. It's truly the one thing that changes everything. And yet it's so kind of, um, so much like the the French uh, proverb, fish discover water last. We're so immersed in this, we're often not even aware of how trust is impacting everything. And so I, I try to make people become aware of how trust is the new currency of our world yeah. today. It's what makes our world go around and what makes our relationships work. And it's what great leadership is all about. And it's also something that is learnable as a skill, wow. as a competency. Wow. Well, yes, I agree with you that trust is so important. And sometimes we think of trust as a social comp- in a social component uh, perspective, but the way you're, you're uh, saying it, it's a really good perspective because it affects the business. It affects creativity, innovation. And uh, thank you also for saying that trust is a learnable skill. So can you tell us more about how can we learn trust? Yes, here, here's why it's a learnable skill. Because um, you can look at how trust is built and, and you can look at, you can establish a framework, a common framework so we can think about trust in a similar way. And then a language, a common language so we can talk about trust and then a process, a behavioral process so we can behave our way into greater trust. And the, and the, and the overarching framework is that trust is built from the inside out. High trust teams, high trust cultures are created from the inside out. And one way to envision inside out is the idea of the ripple effect metaphor, Mm -hmm. where the drop of water comes down and the the waves, they start at the inside and they ripple out. And the very first wave where all trust begins is self-trust. Do I trust myself? Do I give to my team? a leader, a teammate, a partner they can trust. It then ripples out from self-trust to relationship trust, building that trust one-on-one. It then ripples out from relationship trust to team trust, and then to organizational trust, and then to market trust, and then to societal trust. So it works from the inside out. We always look in the mirror, start with ourselves, and ripple out. That's the overarching framework, the the meta paradigm, if you will. And then we can focus on what is it that we do to build that trust from the inside out. And I suggest there's two key building blocks Mm -hmm. to build trust from the inside out. Trust is a function, first, of our credibility, Mm. and second, of our behavior. Credibility and behavior are the building blocks for trust. And we can kind of Take credibility and break it down into its component pieces. You know, the character side, the competence side. You need both character and competence to build trust. And I break that down into four cores of credibility. 
integrity and intent flowing from your character, and then capabilities and results flowing from your competence. And that's, that's how you build credibility for you as a leader, for your team, for your organization. And then we look at the second building block, which is behavior. Mm-hmm. And behavior is how we do what we do. And I talk about 13 high leverage behaviors that will help us build trust faster. And if we don't do them or do the opposite or the counterfeit of those behaviors, we'll destroy trust faster. You know, things like talk straight, create transparency, listen first, clarify expectations, practice accountability, keep commitments, extend trust, common sense, but not always common practice. So you behave your way into greater trust, just like you behave your out of trust. And the whole idea is that it's learnable. How? Through credibility and behavior. And you can get your arms around that. And you always do it from the inside out. And if you get enough people working on this together as a team, as an organization, you can really move the needle on trust and you can go from good to great or from not very good to good. And then, you know, move up the continuum and turn the creation of trust into your greatest strength as a leader, as a team, as an organization. Trust is learnable. That's exciting because we can do something about this. Right. It is so exciting. And at the same time, it gives us hope, right? Knowing gives that us hope. is so important and, and, and that it is actually learnable. Now, I'm curious, Stephen, I'm interviewing you and I can feel your energy and your passion towards the subject on trust. So I'm, I'm quite curious, what inspired you to dive deeper into the study and teaching of trust? I, From my own experience, having built a high trust company and seeing the impact of that, you know, internally with our own people, externally with our customers. And then we merged our company, the old Covey Leadership Center, with our arch competitor, Franklin Quest, to form Franklin Covey. And we were competing for years in the time management space. And so we came at at it from different approaches, different styles, different everything. And when we merged, suddenly these two good companies that independently had built high trust because we were competitors merging. Now suddenly no one trusted each other. And I saw firsthand the high cost of low trust Mm -hmm. and how we became self self referenced, didn't focus on the customer and everyone politicized everything. We, we viewed each other through the lens of, of, is this a Covey person? Is this a Franklin person? But there was no trust. And then we said, look, we have, we have to intentionally focus on building trust in this new combined company. We can't just assume it. We have to build it on purpose. And we began to focus on, on those principles of credibility and behavior, building trust from the inside out, starting with each of us looking in the mirror. And we did. And we went from low to high trust. And that changed everything. And suddenly, we could get better results. We were more creative. We were far more innovative. We could execute better and faster. We built high-performing teams. Um, We could collaborate. We could innovate. We could do all these things better because we started with trust. And, and, um, and And I came away from that saying, wow, you know, number one, trust truly changes everything because I've been on both sides now. I've been in a low trust team and culture mm-hmm. and I've seen the costs and the consequences of that. And I've been in a high trust team and culture and it's different in kind. And there's far more energy and joy in the high trust one as better business as well as better business results. Greater speed, lower cost, greater profit, greater growth. 
and greater economic shareholder value, every measure goes up with trust. It's a rising tide. It lifts every boat. And I know that because I've seen the outs, you know, the other side when the trust is low. Mm-hmm. But this, but that's the first takeaway is that trust matters. Right. Not just as a social virtue, but as an economic driver. It's the one thing that changes everything. And then second, that you can move the needle on trust. You can get better at this. It's learnable because we went from not good, you know, from low trust to high trust. And we got good at this. And and then I said, what we need to be talking about this more. I looked around and I said, most of the stuff on trust was either too academic or too simplistic. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if we could take a practical approach of right. why trust is the one thing that changes everything and how it is learnable, that is really tangible, practical, not just academic, but you're really useful, valuable, and concrete, and, and uh, c- that can help people build it on purpose. That would be a value. So that's what inspired me was I saw how vital it was, how you can move the needle, and how so little was being done with trust. Either it was too simplistic or too academic, and I felt like I could make a contribution, and I felt inspired to do it. I felt called to do it, and I've been at it ever since because I feel like it's my mission to help increase trust in the world and in organizations and in leaders everywhere. So that's why I got inspired by this. Yes, and I'm so grateful that you are really diving deeper into the study of trust and you are sharing all this with us. You spent years of your life studying this so important component of business and social life, which is trust. So thank you for that, Stephen. You are welcome. Trust is earned or is it given? Both. Okay. (laughs) Yes. You know, I get that. There's a great question. Is trust earned? Is it given? Yes. Here's why. Trust is earned. How do we earn it? Through our character and through our competence. You know, that's our credibility. Right. As well as through our behavior. Yes, we earn trust. We gain it by who we are and how we lead. We gain it through our credibility. We gain it through our behavior. That makes us credible. That makes us trustworthy. But it's not enough. And here's why. Think about this, Shaw. Mm -hmm. You could have two trustworthy people working together, both trustworthy, and yet no trust between them, even though they're both trustworthy. Mm -hmm. If, if neither person is willing to extend trust to the other, right? You could have two trustworthy teams or departments working together, but no trust between them, even though they're both trustworthy. If neither team department function, is willing to extend trust to the other. So there's an important part of this definition, which is not only do you have to earn trust through your credibility and your behavior, you have to give trust. You have to give it to get it. You have to extend it to receive it. Trust is given. So not only do we have to be trustworthy, we have to be trusting. We have to be trusting leaders and trusting people. And when you give it, people receive it and they return it. Right. And they rise to the occasion. They're inspired by it. They perform better. It brings out the best in people. And they give it back to you. But when you withhold it, exactly. others tend to withhold it too. So it's the job of the leader to go first. Someone mm-hmm. needs to go first. Leaders go first. So you earn it and you give it. It's always about earning trust and giving trust. Being trustworthy, being trusting. We need to do both. Amazing. 
do you have a particular example in your life wherein you felt like you cannot do this particular task, but because someone you look up to trusted you, you rose up to the occasion and and you felt, well, I can do it. And it's because he trusted me first. Yes, I I, I had one with my father when I was six years old. He wrote about it in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People book you mentioned. He called it Green and Clean. And it was all about uh, when I was just a young boy, he taught me to take care of our lawn, the yard. And, uh, you know, this is before they had automatic sprinklers. And so he taught me how to take care of the yard, the lawn, and to make sure the lawn was green and clean. Mm-hmm. And and so it was a two-week process because I, I was a six-year-old boy. And and some people would say, she's too young to learn how to do this. But my father believed in me. He had confidence in me. He trusted me as a six-year-old boy. And you know what? It took me a little bit of time. But then I responded to the trust he gave. And as a young boy, I rose to the occasion. I became responsible and took care of our yard. And it was green and it was clean. Because my father taught me and he trained me. And most importantly, he believed in me. He had confidence. In me. He trusted me. And I did not want to let him down. So that, that's, that's as, as a six-year-old. Yes. Another was when I was, in the, when I was put in the CEO position to run the Covey Leadership Center. And I was relatively younger, but the board of directors had great trust and confidence in me. Maybe they had more confidence in me than I had in myself, but they expressed it to me that you can do this. You've got, you've done great work with clients. You've built um, a great team. You build great culture. You build a great um, client services group that has become world-class. And they helped me see that I had it in me. And, and, um, and that's really what great leadership is about. My father used to say, leadership is communicating people's worth and potential so clearly that they come to see it in themselves. And because the board that was led, it included my father, it included Bill Peterson, the vice chairman of the board, and the entire board of directors extended such trust to me, had such confidence in me, it helped me gain it, grow it, see it in myself. And and I got it in other situations. I bet most of our viewers could probably point to someone in their life at some point who believed in them, maybe more than they believed in themselves at the time, who had confidence in them, who took a chance on them, who extended trust to them. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's someone in their faith. Maybe it's someone in their, in their company, in their organization, a leader. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a colleague, but someone who believed in you, had confidence in you, extended tr- trust to you. And my guess is just like it did for me, it inspired me. It brought out the best in me. I rose to the occasion. I didn't want to, I, I wanted to prove the trust justified. Yes. And, and I saw in myself, my best self, my guess is most of us have had such a person in our lives, maybe multiple people, but I'll bet we've all had one at some point. And so if you reflect back on that, and like you like to do, Shaw, show gratitude towards the people that trusted you and then pay it forward and ask, for whom 
can I be that kind of person? Who can I extend trust to where I could have a great impact on them, where I could believe in someone maybe more than they believe in themselves? I could show that by trusting them in an appropriate way and impact their life just like someone impacted my life. That's the idea, to pay it forward. And it becomes a a virtuous upward spiral of trust and confidence, creating more trust and confidence. And we all become better and more inspired from it. So I've had my father and others that believed in me, but I'll bet if each viewer and listener thinks back of their own life, you could probably all point to someone, maybe more, more than one person, who did the same for you too. And I say, be grateful for that and pay it forward for whom could you become that kind of person. I love that. Thank you, Stephen. And also, personally, I'd like to thank you for trusting me to do this interview with you. And also, I'd like to thank Gotam of Right Selection, who uh, arranged this interview for the both of us. So, Stephen, as we about to wrap up this interview, I'm just curious. Among the seven habits of highly effective people your dad mentioned in his book, which one is your favorite? <laughs> oh, it's so hard. I love them all. And I've heard my father at different times when asked the same question, I've heard him at different times pick each of the seven. <laughs> and so, you know, it kind of depends on what he's working on. But let me highlight this one. I love habit five. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that's actually also one of the 13 behaviors, which is listen first. All the behaviors are just two-word expressions. And listen first is the whole idea of seek first to understand. So the opposite of listen first is I listen last or not at all. Mm -hmm. But the counterfeit behavior is when I listen, but I don't understand. See, think about this. Most people listen not with the intent to truly and deeply understand. Rather, most people listen with the intent to reply, to respond. So they're patient. They're even respectful. But in many ways, they're kind of just waiting their turn and formulating their reply. But what really builds trust, especially when there's high emotion, or when there's strong disagreement, what really builds trust is when people feel understood. And the test of understanding is not when you tell the person, hey, I understand you. No, it's when they tell you, I feel understood. Mm -hmm. Thank you for -hmm. listening. And when people feel understood, they become so open to your influence. You're now in a position to influence them. So the key to influence is to first be influenced by them. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. In the 13 behaviors, it's listen first. Powerful behavior that will build trust and will help us solve problems and unleash creativity on teams and organizations. And it absolutely helps us build trust. I love it. Thank you so much, Stephen. This has been a wonderful interview that we did and personally i'm so honored that uh, you gave your time and insights you shared your insights with us this is just 20 about 25 minutes imagine what people could get from you if they attend your your event your your master class so thank you stephen uh one last question how can people reach you 
Um, best way to reach me is through uh, our website, uh, just speedoftrust.com, speedoftrust.com. I'm also on Twitter at Stephen M. R. Covey, C-O-V-E-Y, and, and then LinkedIn um, as well. Uh, and, and through those social media channels, or, but if you go to speedoftrust.com, you'll see a variety of tools and videos and things that hopefully will be of value to you. And always remember this, while it takes two people or more to have trust, it only takes one to start. Thanks, Jacques, for this chance to do this interview with you. I appreciate you, and I'm grateful to you and for you and this opportunity to to communicate together through this interview. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. It's my honor. Thank you so much, Stephen, for trusting me. More power to you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to the Fearless Possibilities podcast, I hope this episode helped you have better appreciation on the importance of trust and how you can cultivate it in your personal relationships and in your teams. If this episode resonated with you, please share the link of this episode with your friends, colleagues, and team members. If you post it on social media, tag me on Instagram stories at sha underscore nasino. If you're listening to this episode on Spotify and you feel this deserves a 5-star rating review, please leave us a 5-star rating. Wink, wink. Just go to the Fearless Possibilities Podcast main page and tap the 5-star rating button. Your rating will help this podcast reach more people who need inspiration. Thank you so much for making time to rate our podcast. If you want, you can send me a screenshot of your rating so I know who to thank. Or you can tag me on your Instagram stories at sha underscore nasino. Remember to check out the show notes where you will find an exciting gift awaiting for you. We also provide the link to our exclusive Facebook group where you can connect with fellow Fearless Possibilities podcast listeners. And do check out the other episodes from this podcast. Binge listen to this podcast while you're walking, running, or traveling to work. And if you would like to invite me to speak at your company or event, please email me at info at shatnasino.com or visit shatnasino.com. See you in the next episode. God bless.